the other side of midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano here on 77 WABC. Thanks for starting your week with me. I hope you had a nice weekend. There is a story that is absolutely fascinating that almost no one is talking about, which is why I'm glad you're listening to this program. There was a city council member named Andy King. Now, Andy King was elected multiple times. He would have been term limited. He was expelled from the New York City Council about three years ago after the council's standard and ethics committee found that he harassed staff and then took a $2,000 kickback from an aide and ignored the council's previous sanctions. Now, he's trying to get back in. And initially, when he filed his petitions, the Board of Elections told him, no, you were already elected multiple times. And because you were removed, that counts the same as towards your term limit goal. So no, you're not going to be on the ballot. So anyway, this guy goes to court and he gets a judge to essentially say that being expelled is different from being removed because the two things have different meetings in the city council. So the board of elections is going to appeal this case, but this guy is actually going to be on the ballot for his old city council seat in the northeastern Bronx, running against the guy that's there now, Kevin Riley, District 12. And he could actually, in theory, get elected, and then the city council might expel him again. They might not even seat him. Now, the other thing that's interesting about this, and this is what no one has mentioned, is you have Hiram Montserrat, who similarly was thrown out of the state senate after assaulting his girlfriend and so forth. And he is trying to run for his old city council seat in Queens, but they threw him off the ballot also because of the precedent from Andy King. Well, now that Andy King is back on the ballot, I wouldn't be surprised to see Hiram Montserrat in Queens end up with the same fate. So you could have two expelled politicians running for their former offices this year in two different boroughs. It's really wild. Beam me up. We'll see what happens. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. I am completely unimpressed with Governor Phil Murphy and his leadership, or lack thereof, in New Jersey. But I have to say, I've never really thought anything about his wife, Tammy Murphy, the first lady of the state of New Jersey, one way or another. But that completely changed this weekend. Incredible article that I read in the New York Times stating that Tammy Murphy, the First Lady of New Jersey has made infant and maternal health her signature cause during her husband's tenure as governor. She led the push for free nurse visits for newborns, which is great. She expanded access to all sorts of things during labor with the goal of improving New Jersey's pregnancy-related death rates, which is great. But there's now a lawsuit, and I really hope this is not true, but there's a gender discrimination lawsuit that's been filed by four, count them, four female troopers against the the state police accusing Tammy Murphy, New Jersey's first lady, of failing to practice what she preaches. The suit claims that Murphy refused to permit a state police trooper assigned to protect her to use a carriage house at the family's Riverside estate in Middletown, New Jersey, to pump breast milk during breaks. 
The first lady told the woman's supervisor who runs the state police unit that guards Governor Murphy and his family that, quote, it, it was not encouraged because of optics by guests who may be on the premises. That's in the lawsuit. Neither Ms. Murphy nor the governor are named as defendants. Still, uh, Ms. Murphy's spokesperson cited the litigation as her reason for declining to address the specific allegation. She has not commented one way or another on this. If this is true, that she actually denied a state trooper the right to pump breast milk in the privacy of a carriage house because she was concerned about the optics for the guests, that is absolutely shameful. That's the worst kind of elitism. That's the worst kind of thinking you're better than someone else. And it's the worst kind of lack of sensitivity for a new mother. And I am hoping, because I'd like to think that this woman, Miss Murphy, has some semblance of humanity in her, I would hope that this is not true, but I fear it might be. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. I have largely avoided commenting on this Jordan Neely situation. One, because I find the situation so sad. Two, because I refuse to watch the video because I have no interest in seeing a man strangled to death. And three, because I wasn't there and I'm happy to let the criminal discussion and the criminal investigation play out. Let the police do their job. Let the DA's office do their job. Let the grand jury, if there's a grand jury, do its job. Someone who I think is behaving very responsibly with this whole thing is the mayor of the city of New York. Eric Adams, who basically said, don't jump to any conclusions. And he basically said what I just said. Let's let the process play out. Someone that I think is being completely irresponsible with this whole thing and his comments and throwing gasoline right on the fire is your favorite civil rights agitator and somebody that I've defended on the radio from time to time. The one and only Al Not-So-Sharpton. This is what he said this weekend on the Jordan Neely situation. And I talked to the DA's office. I say, I know y'all got to do an investigation, do what you got to do. I'm not attacking nobody, but I'm saying that these, this man needs to be prosecuted. Because what you will do if you do not prosecute him, in my judgment, is you will set a standard of vigilantism that we cannot tolerate. The precedent alone is a threat to all of us. Now, think about what he's saying there. He's saying, I spoke to the DA, and I told them, you got to prosecute this guy. Now, basically, think about that. Adams is being responsible. He's saying, let's let the process play out. I'm being responsible. Let's let the process play out. What Sharpton is saying is that it's such a bad precedent for not prosecuting him. What about the bad precedent of the 27 other people that have died on the subway over the last two and a half years? What about the bad precedent of people feeling afraid to take the subway because there's mentally ill people that should be getting psychiatric help after they've been arrested 41 times that are harassing strap hangers? Isn't that a bad precedent? What about doing something about that rather than demanding that the person that you perceive to be your handpicked DA should do your bidding in terms of prosecution? I'm sorry, Al Sharpton. What law school did you go to? Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. 
By now you're aware that New York City over the course of the last few months has been overrun with over 60,000 migrants. New York City does not have the resources to take care of these people. We don't have the resources to house these people. So we don't know what we're doing with these people at all. So Mayor Eric Adams has come up with a couple of new plans, none of which are very good, including shipping them off to Rockland County. Rockland County Executive Ed Day was on the Rob Astor show right here on WABC this weekend. This is what he had to say. We didn't find this out until late in the day Friday, and it took us a few hours to react, obviously, to get the information. But we had to figure out exactly what hotel was being used. We had no idea what was going on. We had no understanding of how how, how many people are coming up here. And he has the utter audacity to tell some of the media outlets, oh, we did brief the county executive and the um, and a town supervisor in Orangetown. That's utter nonsense. I think the leadership we're seeing from Ed Day is absolutely exemplary on this, and I wish we would see a little bit more of this from the mayor. But it's not just Rockland County. We also are seeing a new shelter for migrants in my hometown, in Staten Island. New migrant shelters opening at the Ramada Inn and Staten Island Motor Lodge. One shelter, which is located at the Ramada Inn on North Gannon Avenue, is going to have house migrants in 35 units. The other shelter is going to house migrants in 32 units. So they're filling up an additional 67 units in two local hotels. This is absolutely unsustainable. And so long as the city is forced to continue spending taxpayer dollars to harbor illegal aliens while cutting services for our own citizens in need, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. It is costing the taxpayers $93,000 for each family housed in these units which is more than a lot of New Yorkers, a lot of Staten Islanders make in a whole year. New York City's right to shelter policy was meant to help homeless New Yorkers, not citizens of other countries coming here seeking asylum. This right to shelter policy needs clarification and reform, and I hope we get it pronto. Beam me up. To be continued. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.